0: Raiders make some roster moves. They release the latest injury report. We'll take you inside the locker room. Plus, what is Raiders football? All that, plus a whole lot more on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, December 22nd, 2023.
1: You're Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team just every win. day. Just win. You ought to win as a Raider, pillaging just for fun. Lie down and laugh what he's conquered
0: and won. and won. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. To get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. We appreciate you and my man Ari. Ari does a great job each and every day making sure we're on YouTube, we're looking good, and we're sounding good. On top of that, so uh, check him out on Twitter at Produces. You can hit me up as well, at your boy Q254. And we got the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line at 707 654 Your calls and texts will come up in segment number three of today's show as we close out the week really strong. Coming up in segment number two, through the question out there to Raider Nation earlier this week on my radio show on Raider Nation Radio 920, unnecessary roughness about when you hear Raiders football or you think of Raiders football, what do you think of? And how close is this version of Raiders, this 2023 version, this edition of Raiders football, how close are they to what you think of? When you think of Raiders football, I'll explain all of that. And you'll hear from coach Antonio Pierce in segment number two, here in segment number one, I'd like to hit you with the news and notes of the day. So we'll jump right into it. After I tell you about the title sponsor, which is prize picks. Prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash locked on NFL. Use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. A couple little minor roster moves that the Raiders made on Thursday. They signed Jaronis Grassu, the center, to the active roster. He was on the practice squad, and they waived defensive end Malik Reed. If you're keeping track, that's 52 guys on the active roster. Of course they could have 53. I do believe someone's going to get elevated either today or over the weekend in preparation for the game on Monday against the Chiefs. That could be somebody that's within the organization. Maybe they could sign somebody from outside of the organization but currently 52 guys on the 53-man roster. So expect and look for another move or so to be made uh, between now and the game on Monday. And these are the moves that Champ Kelly, the interim GM These are the kind of moves that he can make right now. A lot of people, including myself, have said, well, what kind of impression can he make the rest of the season? The trade deadline passed before he was named the interim GM. So what can he actually do to prove that he could be the GM full time, just like Antonio Pierce is trying to prove he could be the head coach full time? Well, it's moves like this. Right When Coach Pierce goes to him and says, hey, this is what I need, or Coach Graham, this is what I need, or the offensive line coach, this is what I need, and he goes out and makes the little moves. And we've seen over the course of the last few weeks and really since he's been the interim GM, like even bringing in a guy like Jack Jones, hey, we need a corner. All right, we're going to wave Marcus Peters. All right, cool. Who can you go get? Hey, go get Jack Jones. I'm familiar with them. And, and stuff like that, moves like that. That's really all he could do at this point. And then when he gets to the offseason, just like AP, he'll have an interview process. He'll sit down and roll out the plan to Mark Davis and, and everyone else that's in the, the room that is part of the evaluation process and the guys that are going to ultimately make the decision on who's going to be the interim or who's going to be the full-time GM, who's going to be the full-time head coach of the Silver and Black. But that's the latest roster moves right there. Again, look for you know, an addition to the active roster sooner rather than later since they're sitting there right now currently at 52 want to go over the injury report for Thursday real quick for the Raiders the guys that did not participate Max Crosby with the knee injury Josh Jacobs with the quad injury Michael Mayer with a toe injury and guard Dylan Parham with the illness so he didn't participate and then DJ Turner the wide receiver with a shoulder injury so those guys did not participate I feel like Max Crosby, there's no worries about him coming on on Monday. He'll be good to go. Josh Jacobs, I know Antonio Pierce said that, you know, if he was a betting man, he would bet that he's going to be out there, but that doesn't guarantee that he's going to be out there. So we'll have to see on him. And Michael Mayer, you know, he left the game on Thursday versus the Chargers. He had a little bit of a limp. I was in the Raiders locker room on Thursday, and I saw him walk into his locker, and he was kind of had a walk where his his left leg kind of went out a little bit. And I remember saying something to Vinny, like, hey, man, what's going on with Michael Mayer's leg? It just doesn't look like he's walking right, or he's not very comfortable when he's walking. He's like, I don't know, but I saw him leave the game on Thursday against the Chargers, and it didn't really look like he was 100% comfortable, and then he didn't come back. Well, he's dealing with the toe injury, and apparently, uh, from what we're understanding, it's a slight... I don't know, maybe it's a, a, a tear in the toe. It's, it's something very minor, and it's kind of day-to-day, so he could play on Monday, but it's definitely something to pay attention to and monitor Dylan Parham with the illness. I'm sure that he's going to be good to go. And uh, DJ Turner with the shoulder injury. I, I, I feel like he's going to be good to go, but I, I can't say that for 100%. We'll get another injury report today. We'll get another one on Saturday, and then 90 minutes before kickoff, we'll find out who's active or not. For the Chiefs, guys that did not participate on Thursday, linebacker Nick Bolton with a wrist and abdomen injury, uh, linebacker Cam Jones dealing with the illness, running back Jarek McKinnon with a groin injury, and wide receiver Kadarius Toney with a hip injury. And I'm not trying to be funny, but you want to see Kadarius Toney out there, man. That guy leads the league in drops. He's uh, helped Patrick Mahomes pick up a couple interceptions by letting the ball bounce off his hands. So, again, not trying to be funny. I want to see him out there because there's a good chance that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw the ball and is going to bounce right off his hands and maybe Nate Hobbs, maybe Jack Jones, maybe Trayvon Merrick, Robert Spillane. Somebody can come up with uh, an interception and maybe take it to the house and score some easy points because Kadarius Tony has been, well, he's been that guy this year for the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's the injury report. Again, we'll get another one uh, later on today, Saturday, and then 90 minutes before kickoff we'll find out who is active and who is inactive. Wanted to take you inside the Raiders locker room real quick. Myself and Vinny had an opportunity to catch up with uh, a bunch of the players on Thursday. We'll attempt to jump into the locker room today and Saturday as well. We're going to talk to Coach Pierce around 845 in the morning on Saturday. So uh, try to get one more attempt to get into the locker room that day. But uh, talk to Jermaine Illuminor, Thayer Munford, and also Jacoby Myers. And I think I only have time for Jacoby Myers here in segment number one. So this is myself uh, and Jacoby Myers little one-on-one. He's not, uh, he's not big on words, right? So he's not going to say a whole lot. But I thought it was a decent conversation conversation anyway, so here's myself with Jacoby Myers on Thursday in the Raiders locker room.
2: So you have this opportunity to go out there to Kansas City. AP said all he wants to do is get a, a W for Christmas. What would it be like to get a dub for him?
3: Probably the best present, honestly. Can't think of a better one. A game give us a chance to keep playing on, so we need this one, you know what I mean? It's a big game. I'm excited for the opportunity. What has it been like since he's taken over now that he's got about six, seven games under his belt? Mm. Straight to the point, honestly. He, he get right to it. We know what we gotta do. He said every week, and we gotta go out there and execute. What was the difference between a Sunday where you guys can't score any points and then your team finds a way to put up 63? What what changed in okay. 4 days? Execution. You know what I mean? Like we had I feel like we've had good plans but we don't always go out there and put our best foot forward. But that game we did it, and everything flowed how it was supposed to, so it looked like that.
2: I asked AP about what Raider football is to him and, and how close you guys are to playing Raider football. What, what do you think of when you think of Raider football?
3: Just hitting people. You
2: know what I mean, <laughs> just going out there hitting people. That's really what we're supposed to do. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And how close do you
3: feel like you guys are to being that kind of a team that's that physical, hungry, go get it team? I feel like we're right there. I mean, we always go out there with the same intent to try to hit, try to dominate, but we don't always finish with the same intent, so we just got to be consistent all the way through. There's a lot of people that will say the results of that Thursday game was more of the Chargers quitting. How could you guys build off of that and prove that it wasn't the Chargers quitting, it was you guys going out there and submitting them? We got a chance this weekend, you know, or Monday, honestly, so if that's what people say, if we got another chance to go out there and prove them it's that type of business. So How do you build off that? She's going. I mean, none of it matter for real. It's what you do when the ball gets snapped. So.
0: so there you go. Jacoby Myers and myself in the Raiders locker room. Uh, he's that guy that has been such a great addition to this Raiders offense. Such a great addition as far as a compliment to Devontae Adams. That guy was the number one wide receiver in New England. Now he's the number two, but he has a number one mentality. He leads the team in touchdowns with seven, uh, and he just finds a way to get open, just like he told Eric Allen before the season ever starts. I just get open right? You're, you're a DB you study you you know tendencies but i'm a wide receiver and I know that i'm going to get open and that's what i do and that's all he's done he's not the fastest dude he's not the most athletic dude he gets open uh, he makes himself uh, available to the quarterback and he finds a way to get into the end zone again he's leading the team in touchdowns with seven right now so uh, that's been a really good addition to the Raiders offense. Maybe on Monday's show, I'll be able to play Thayer Mumford, myself and Vinny, and Thayer Mumford, and then myself, Vinny, and uh, Jermaine and Luminor. Really good stuff as well. But wanted to make sure I got that Jacoby Myers sound in on today's show. Coming up in segment number two, what is Raiders football? I'll tell you why I asked the question, what I mean by the question, and what interim head coach Antonio Pierce's response was to the question. All that's coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about DoorDash. And if you're at the house, you're watching the game, you don't want to get up, you don't want to miss any of the action, but you're starting to get hungry, you're starting to hear your belly rumble a little bit, what do you need to do? Well, how about you DoorDash some food to the house? I don't know what favorite spots you have around the house, but I guarantee DoorDash does. I guarantee DoorDash is available. I guarantee they'll go get it, bring it right to your house, hot, fast, good, ready to go, right? They'll hook it up just like that. Oh, you don't know how to... DoorDash, well, believe me, don't feel bad. I didn't either. Matter of fact, the wife had to walk me through it. She has DoorDash on the phone. You can have the DoorDash app on the phone as well. All you got to do is download it right now. You'll get 50% off of the $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Again, you got to download the DoorDash app, enter the code LOCK23. Make sure you do that. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, you can go to the grocery store. You can go to any of your favorite spots near the house, or maybe it's near the job. I mean, I, I say the house because that's where I spend most of my time. You know, at the, as far as working as well as at the house, but maybe that's not the case for you. Maybe you're at the, the work late, late night and you can't leave to go get some food. So DoorDash will take care of you that way as well. Again, you'll get 50% off of the $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, don't forget, use LOCK23 for 50% off of the $10 value when your first order, off your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change. Terms apply.
1: Your locked on Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders,
0: part of the locked on podcast network,
1: your team every day.
0: All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's locked on Raiders podcast. What is it that you think of? When you think of Raiders football. Now, that's a question that I posed to Raider Nation on my radio show, Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, earlier this week and got a lot of great responses. I even got some responses that were negative but understandable. Like, well, Q, the last 20 years, Raiders football hasn't meant anything to me because it hasn't been good. And that's understandable. But for the most part, when you think of Raiders football, what do you think of? Right? Besides, obviously, not winning as of lately, you know, the last 20 years, since the last time they went to the Super Bowl. But just you think of Raiders what do you think? That was really the way that I was, I was throwing the question out there. And then on top of that, I took it a step further and said, okay, whatever you think of when you think of Raiders football, how does this team that currently are the Raiders, the currently guys are in that locker room, current guys that are out there on that field, how does it look? Are they close to playing what your expectations of Raider football is? Obviously, they need to win more games, right? Every one of us wants them to win more games but that was really the question I had a little topic that I brought to the table so uh, after I got all that great response on the radio station I thought well Antonio Pierce said he grew up a Raider fan so I wonder what he thinks when he thinks of Raiders football so I asked him the question on Wednesday at the Intermountain Health Performance Center here's the question his answer and we'll roll from there check it out you mentioned
2: growing up as a Raider fan when you think of Raider football what do you think and, and how close do you think this team is to playing Raider football since you've taken over as the interim coach yeah that's a good question um I see Raider football, I see see personality, I see swag, I see confidence, I see guys that believe in one another, I see winning performances, I see the superheroes being superheroes. I see a a certain physicality and nastiness uh, of how they play, not just on defense but throughout. Uh, I see a group that does not apologize. um, And that regardless of what the outcome is, you know that you poured your heart out on that field. And – have we done that? Uh, at times, at times. And, you know, I don't think it's something that you just you hit a switch or a new coach comes in, a new player comes. It takes time to build. Most winning organizations takes time to build. The problem is you don't have a lot of time.
0: So there you go. Interim head coach Antonio Pierce. Personality, swag, confidence, belief, winning performances, physicality, nastiness, offensively and defensively, unapologetic, pouring your heart out, which means effort. That's what he's talking about. And that's what I think Raider football is, right? It's so funny with the last staff that was in place with Josh McDaniels at company, everyone said, you're not playing Raider football. You're not playing Raider football. And I told anyone who would listen like, well, that hasn't really worked. So let's see what they do and see. Maybe this will be what Raiders football is moving forward. Well, obviously that didn't work. And now ever since Antonio Pierce has been in the mix starting on November 1st, you see them getting closer to what Raider football, what his, his vision of Raider football is, which I believe anyone who's listening to this show right now probably believes the same thing. He talked about personality and swag, and swag's a word that I feel like is used way too much. But how do you get swag? Well, you got to have confidence, right? The Raiders are playing with confidence. That performance that they put out there on the field on Thursday against the Chargers after putting up no points on Sunday against the Vikings, if that doesn't tell you that they're out there as a confident bunch, I don't know what would. Because a lot of teams, that would break a team. They didn't score any points. Their defense held a team to three points, and they couldn't score anything. They couldn't get a field goal. That would, that would keep a team shell-shocked, especially if they had to, to go and perform on a short week four days later. Instead, the Raiders went out there, forgot about it, cleared it, never looked at the tape, and went out there and had their hair on fire in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter. They played a complete game, put 42 points up by halftime then put another 20, 21 points up, or uh, no, 22, excuse me. Oh, wait, 42, I got to do my math. My math ain't mathin'. 42, oh, 21. <laughs> my math was not mathin'. Yeah, they put up another three touchdowns. Let's put it like that. Uh, in the second half, as they got 63 points, 63-21 is the final, but they're playing with everything that he just said. Now, it, again, it's not consistent. I don't want to say that, oh, Raiders are back. They're back. Don't, don't look now, but they're about to go to the playoffs. They're about to make this deep run. No, like he said, when he answered that question, Winning organizations, this is what they do. They build this up, but it takes time. And he said, the problem is we don't have a lot of time. And I love how he paused and said time. And he looked me dead in my eye when he said that, right? Because he was just like, we're working on it. We're trying to get there. We know what the expectations are. We're not there yet. But you heard him. We've done it a little bit. We've done some of the times. We need to do more. That's. It's funny. I mentioned the other day here on the show that I feel like that he should be the head coach moving forward. I feel like that he's, he's, he's the best guy for the job for multiple different reasons. But what sealed the deal for me was when I asked that question before I went on my radio show, I, I, I wrote out the question and thought, is this going to be a good, a good topic? Are we going to get some good responses? And then I asked myself, well, what do I think of when I think of Raider football? And I said, basically what AP said, and I said, are, are, is this team playing something close to that? And when I felt like they were, that's what made me feel like he's the right guy for the job because they are at that, at that, that kind of that they're in that zone. They're, they're, they're playing, they're playing up to their, they're playing like they want to get to that. They're not playing up to that. They're playing like they're trying to get there. You know, when he walks in the room in the media room, you could, you could tell there's a confidence about himself when he's around the guys, you see him on the sideline. You can see there's a confidence about himself and that, that infectious attitude and that infectious personality is, is rubbing off on the team. The player's in the locker room. I'm in the locker room. I see him. They're all very confident. They all to a T said that they want to play for AP. What he's done, from taking over November 1st to where he's at right now, is like night and day. I know you didn't hear from Thayer Munford, but he, he told me that. He told me that in the locker room on Thursday. The, the first day he was the head coach to where he's at right now, man, it's a whole lot better because he's willing to learn. He's willing to bring in people that can help learn him. Right. Hey, Marvin Lewis. Hey, Tom Coughlin. Hey, Adam Gase. Come check out my practice, man. Come check out my meetings. Give me some feedback. Give me some honest feedback. I can take it. It's cool. Give me. Let me know. Let me know what I'm doing right. What I'm doing wrong. What you like. What you don't like. Being humble enough to ask for help goes a long way, and I think that that's a sign of a guy who could be successful moving forward. Now, I don't want to just crown him and say there's no doubt about it. He's the guy. Obviously, he's got to go through the interview process. He's got to roll out his plan to Mark Davis. The team that they're playing on Monday, he's got to roll out a plan on how they can start beating them consistently and make it a real rivalry again. But I think he's got the, I think he's got the chops, man. I think he's got the, 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 the know-how. And, and what he doesn't know how, he's going to learn. And he's got the willingness to do that. I really like the direction that him and this, this team is going since he's taken over November 1st. We'll see what happens on Monday. Obviously, that'll go a long way after putting up 63 points against the Chargers. You go and beat your, your rival Chiefs in their house, that'll really make a statement, right? That'll really go a long way. So what do you think? When you think of Raiders football, what do you think? And is this team, this version of Raiders, is it close to what you think of? 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Your calls and texts are coming up next in segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor of today's show, which is Prize Picks. What is Prize Picks? I'm glad you asked. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's you against the numbers. That's it. Not you battling thousands of players, pros, sharks. You just pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in. Right now, you could play football and basketball at the same time, do a little combo projections, which is really cool, right? So you could pick a football player. You could pick a basketball player. You could talk about three-pointers. You could talk about touchdowns or, or or yards receiving or yards rushing or whatever the case may be. Combine them, and if you're winning, you're going to be winning in a major way. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so your entries stay in place even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. What you need to do right now to be involved with Price Picks is go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepix.com. Slash locked on NFL, promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.
1: Your locked on Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the locked on podcast network. Your team is Every day. Here we
0: go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line seven oh seven six five four four six nine three. Start things off with Raider Matt. He's calling to talk about Antonio Pierce and the way he's evaluated for the potential head coaching job following the season. This is a conversation we had earlier this week here on the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Here's Raider Matt.
4: What's up, you this is Raider Matt calling from Orange County. Wanted to uh, touch base with you on Antonio Pierce and Just how we should be evaluating him moving forward after listening to to Tuesday's pod. Um, I mean, wins and losses, like, they obviously matter. I think that's the most important thing here. Um, Obviously, the guy's a leader of men, but there are plenty of leaders of men that are out there. Um, I don't think that that should be the main criteria that we're looking for. Obviously, the players love when the players want to win for him, but there's there's got to be something else besides that to make Antonio Pierce keep his job. And I, I like AP. I don't want to. I don't want anyone to get that twisted. I hope that he does get the job. And I hope that he does uh, show some things these next three games that make us keep him around. But I really, truly think these next three games are critical in uh, AP's um, in AP's offering to be the next head coach essentially next year. Um, the way we're going to look at it is obviously the KC game on Christmas Day is an extremely important one. And then these next two games against the Colts and the Broncos are obviously going to be very important as well. I mean, if we win out, sure, the playoffs are an option. But I don't think anyone's playing or hoping for the playoffs or expecting the playoffs, I should say, rather than hoping. Um, the, the hope is obviously to make the playoffs. But the expectations that we're going to win the next three games, I don't think that, that should be the expectation. I think we should expect to see the team improve we should expect the team to remain close in games and put up a fight each and every week. And if we're able to do that, maybe scrap and claw one, two, heck, even three wins, I think that shows enough for AP to keep the job moving forward. And that's what I really hope to see these next three games. Q, um, appreciate you and what you do, brother. Raider Matt out.
0: Matt, thanks for the call. And, yeah, I agree. There's plenty of leaders of men, and that doesn't mean that they're going to be great coaches. You're absolutely right. But I do think when it comes to Antonio Pierce's leadership skills – his ability to get through to the players, the way to get on the same page with the players, the ability to trust the coaches around him and not just have to be the smartest dude in the room, being able to delegate, know what he doesn't know. Just like he said, I don't know much about the offensive line. I'm going to go sit in the offensive line room and learn. Right. I mean, to be able to do that and soak that in, it shows that 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 he's he's willing to learn and, and grow and wants to learn and grow. And again, that, that says a lot about someone because he could easily just say, Hey, I'm just going to ride this thing out to the end of the season and I'll go about my business. I get a linebacking jo- job somewhere, go back to college. I'll do this, that, and the other. He's like, No, I want to do this. I want to be the head coach of this team, the team that I grew up being a fan of. I either wanted to play for the Raiders or coach the Raiders. And well, I got an opportunity to coach the Raiders. You know, now obviously he's got to have the plan. He's got to roll it out with Mark Davis when he sits down and talks with him after the season. That's going to go a long way. But with his confidence, I can't see how Mark Davis would look at him and be like, Yeah, I don't know if this guy can do it. Not with the way that Antonio Pierce is able to, to, you know, own a room. Now, this game on Monday is going to go a long way, right? You you beat the Chargers. I mentioned it before. You beat the Chargers, then you turn around and you beat the the Chiefs in their house. It's going to go a long way. We'll see what happens. They got three games left to go. We still got to finish the job. Just can't crown them right now and say, oh, he he got it done after 15 weeks. Now you you got to close things out. And that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to try to earn more time, like he said and you heard in segment number two. Up next, got a text from Enzo. Pretty lengthy text. AQ, another great show on Tuesday. Wanted to follow up regarding segment number two in the comments around Antonio Pierce and how AP is evaluated as a head coach. I'd also like to comment on how we evaluate Champ Kelly. I do want to say I'm a huge fan of Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly, and I hope that in the end it works out for them to stay with the Raiders for many years to come. In regards to Champ Kelly, I want to get your thoughts on the picks that were made while he was assistant GM and how much he may have influenced the picks that were made. I think specifically as it relates to the first and third round picks, and to some extent some of the later round picks. And I'm, so, I'm not so confident in the evaluation of talent under the current and former GM. Each week I see Nesta, Byron Young, and other inactives, and with where they were selected, I find that to be pretty troubling. I'm glad Tyree is starting to have some success as an inside rusher. Maybe we didn't need to draft somebody in the wrong position that high in the draft. For me, the team needs to win at least two of the next three to show they can win when it matters against quality opponents. If we lose all three or two of the last three, it could be time to move on. Thanks. That's from Enzo, thanks for the text. I do appreciate that. And uh, yeah, as far as Champ Kelly goes, I would be lying to you if I told you exactly how much he was involved in the selection process. I know he had input. I know that they bounce ideas off each other. Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly both said that. But I don't know how much he had of the final say. I don't know how much Dave Ziegler had of the final say. I don't know how much Josh McDaniel said, no, overruled. I I really don't, right? I mean, there's always different reports out there, but I can't speak on something that I don't know. Uh, I would love to have the answers to that, but I do know that Champ Kelly is very well respected around the league. I think that he is a guy that has been there in the front office this whole time, so at least that he's already putting together the offseason. So if he ends up being the GM, at least he can hit the ground running as opposed to having someone come in after January and then all of a sudden have to try to get prepared for a draft in April, right? Now, that's not saying that that's the only reason that you keep somebody, but I just feel like that he's got things in place already. He should be hired first, and then they make a decision on Antonio Pierce. That's the order of operations as far as I'm concerned. Now, if they bring in a guy who's the head of football operations, even better. I think they should do that as well. I think that would be a good thing. I think that would help move this franchise into the 2023-2024 you know, uh, era of football. I think that it's good to have that guy. I think they should have that guy. And Mark Davis sounds like he's open to have that guy. So especially someone who's been there, done that. Maybe a GM for another team that, you know, wants a promotion and and would love the challenge and who's guy who's got some skins on the wall, like a really good track record. You look at that team and say, yeah, they draft consistently well. That's who you need to have as, like, your head of football operations. But as far as, like, Nesta, obviously he's been released. He was a seventh-round pick. So I I don't really – you know, lose too much sleep over the seventh round pick. Byron Young is a big mystery. Like, we were talking about this the other day in the media room before Antonio Pierce spoke with us. We're like, man, did the Raiders draft the wrong Byron Young? (laughs) Because you know there's one in Tennessee, right? And he's actually playing and playing well. And as you mentioned, Byron Young, the one that the Raiders have, hasn't done a whole lot of anything, the young man out of Alabama, who I thought was going to do some things because he started to really improve. You saw him in his fifth year there at Bama. He really was improving, getting to the quarterback and stopping the run. He can't even get on the field right now. So I don't know. I say that kind of jokingly. Did they draft the wrong one? But then I kind of say seriously as well. Did they draft the wrong run? So I can't put that on Champ Kelly because I don't know. But we'll see what happens. Obviously, there'll be an interview process, and uh, they'll figure out what they're going to do moving forward. But thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Uh, Up next, got a call from Raider RQ in the 505. He's calling to talk about his last two experiences at Allegiant Stadium and how the big difference between one game to the next is when it comes to the Raiders. Here he is, Raider RQ in the 505.
1: Yo Q, this is Raider RQ in the 505, Santa Fe, Nuevo Mexico. I wanted to give a shout-out to all the Raider fans for the holiday season. Get that win in Kansas City. That's all we want for Christmas is uh, two sacks for Max Crosby and a Raider win in Arrowhead. Uh, just calling in to say, uh, you know, long time, first time, uh, love what you do. Uh, love listening every day, like you said, first listen of the day. And uh, yeah, got my first game in Vegas uh, was the Viking game. And driving back into New Mexico, I decided I'm heading back to Vegas, and I'm gonna double down and gonna catch the Raiders and Chargers on Thursday night football, like I did my first game ever in Oakland back in 2019 and uh rookie josh jacobs ran that touchdown at the end and beat philip rivers and the chargers in oakland and uh yeah so i was there for the zero points against the vikings and i was there for the 63 points against the chargers and man did i have from one of the worst times of my life on sunday in a sense to one of the best day ever barring my wedding and kid births of course but uh yo so just wanted to give a shout out and say thank you for all you do again and uh All the Raider Nation, get that dub on Christmas Day. Keep uh, Hollywood Raiders. And uh, I'm out, RQ, 505.
0: What a difference week, uh, what, 15 and 16 are? No, 14 and 15, right? Uh, Closing out week 14 uh, with the Vikings game and then starting week 15 with the Charger game. You get beat uh, 3-0 against the Vikings on Sunday, and then four days later you win 63-21. Like, what a difference. I'm glad you went to both, though. It would have been disappointing just to go to Sunday's game and then go back, right, go back on the road, uh, head back home, and think about what could have been. Glad you were able to at least see that game on Thursday and then be able to – that makes the drive home a lot easier. (laughs) Right, pretty incredible. So I want to know who the Raiders really are. Are they more of that team that played on Sunday or are they more of that team that played on Thursday? Right, I mean, that's that's the big question. And I guess we'll get a lot of the answers on Monday against the Chiefs. Right, you know, I never say that a team is too low – like, I never try to get too low on, on, on the team, and I never try to get too high. I try to stay even keel because never, it's never really as good as it looks, and it's never really as bad as it looks. It's usually, you know, somewhere in the middle. So we'll find out on Monday what it really is going up against Kansas City. That's a team that's not going to quit. They may get down 17 nothing like they did last year. They're going to come back. They're going to fight to get back in the game. They may get down 14 nothing like they did this year. They're going to fight. They're going to get back in the game like they did. Right? You just got to keep on playing for all four quarters just like the Raiders did against the Chargers. They had 42 at halftime. They went up there and put another 21 on the board coming out the locker room. That's playing all four quarters, and all three elements of the team played really well, offense, defense, and special teams. Who will they be come Monday? Got one more uh, text that we'll get to before we wrap up the show today. Got this text from Grim Raider from VA. He says, hey, Q, it's Grim Raider from VA. Here, a team that's been through hell and adversity and has been mocked and ridiculed even by their own fans is a team that, at their worst, can either be broken or be built up. This is a team playing to win and continues to strive for it regardless of the noise outside the locker room. Personally, I want AP, Bo, and Aiden O'Connell and the rest of the Raiders to give it their all and fight with strength and honor even if they don't make the playoffs. I want to see more of this kind of fortitude and perseverance. There's nothing more glorious than fighting for your brothers in the trenches even when it seems all is lost. I myself played high school football for a team called the Raiders, and after that volunteered firefighting, then joined the United States Marines. Looking back, the purpose was to have fun serving and fighting with and for your brothers. P.S. If the Raiders offense could stay on the field longer and score more and punt and turn over the ball less, we might just win. (laughs) Just win, baby. Go Raiders. That's from Grim Raider from VA. And off top, man, thank you for your service. That's awesome. We definitely appreciate you. Not only I appreciate you, but everyone appreciates you. Without you and many others, uh, knuckleheads like me aren't doing what I'm doing right now. So definitely appreciate you. Like I said, thank you so much for your service. And uh, yeah, it's, it's this team. The one thing I can say is this is a team that's together. They're definitely not broken. They're definitely not pointing the fingers at each other. They're definitely not, uh, you know, just being individuals worried about individual accolades. They're worried about winning. And I think the team, what's even more important, they're ready to win for AP, right? Every player I've talked to in the locker room since he's taken over November 1st, continues to say how much they want to win for him. That's so the one thing I can tell you in a year and a half, I never heard one player say they wanted to win for Josh McDaniels. Now, I never asked the question directly like that either, but none of them ever said that, hey, Josh put together a hell of a game plan and we didn't execute it correctly. We want to go out and win for him. I've had guys say that without me mentioning Antonio Pierce. You know, hey, he, he, he set us up for, uh, for success, and, and, you know, we didn't go out and do what we're supposed to do. I've heard that. So they're definitely together. That's for sure. So I can uh, I can appreciate that. So thanks so much for that text. And uh, that's going to do it for today's show. I got a call from Raider Adam we'll get to on Monday. Got a text from A.A. Ron in San Diego we'll get to as well. Plus a whole lot more. We'll do keys to victory. We'll do news and notes, whatever's collected over the weekend. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the holiday. I know it's Christmas Eve and on Monday uh, we'll be back at it here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. It'll actually be Christmas Day. We'll get you ready, though, for Christmas football. Raiders and Chiefs, 10 a.m. kickoff. Pacific time, of course. You can obviously hear that game on Radio Nation Radio 920 or watch it on TV, whatever the case may be. Maybe you're going to be there. Just enjoy it no matter what. But we'll be back on Monday to talk about it and get you ready for the game. Until then, Radio Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.